From the Ohio News Network, this is the ONN Daily Podcast, presented by Ohio for Responsible Gambling. It is Monday, January 10th, 2022. From the Ohio News Network, I'm Daniel Barnett. The new year is not off to a promising start for Ohio's restaurant industry. Roxanne Elias has more. John Barker, the president of the Ohio Restaurant Association, says the new Omicron variant and a shortage in staffing is forcing restaurants to close. I think most of us thought we wouldn't be into this. You know, by by this time, we, we were hoping this would all be over. And so it's something that we'll have to take a look at with the state. We're certainly talking to the federal government right now. It's another hit to restaurants, which were already struggling. I'm Roxanne Elias. The city of Cincinnati has announced new testing sites as the number of COVID-19 cases continue to rise. More from ONN's Steve Vaughn. New Mayor Aftap Puravall is wasting no time in his first few days of office, announcing the opening of six new rapid test locations in urban neighborhoods. This remains a deadly virus. And while we know that the number one tool at our disposal is the vaccine and getting boosted, we also need adequate testing to keep us safe. The testing is free to the public and proof of residency is not required. The city has set another record for daily cases. Steve Vaughn, ONN. Many colleges and universities around Ohio are starting their spring semester today, and some are doing so virtually, while others are on campus. Tracy Townsend has more. Each campus has its own protocol for students. For example, at The Ohio State University, students and staff are being asked to have a booster before they return to campus. There is, in fact, a booster clinic scheduled for today. Masks are still required indoors and on-campus transportation. Students must take a rapid test before moving into the dorms. A positive test will mean isolating for five days and then wearing a mask for another five. I'm Tracy Townsend. More than a dozen Ohio college students and employees have filed lawsuits against their universities challenging what they say are unreasonable and discriminatory COVID-19 policies. The Columbus Dispatch reports the plaintiffs are represented by Akron-based law firm Mendenhall Law Group and financially backed by a statewide advocacy organization that challenges vaccine mandates. The law firm filed similar lawsuits against Ohio University, Bowling Green, Miami, and the University of Cincinnati in November and December. Ohio abortion providers have again sued to block a state law requiring that fetal remains from surgical abortions be cremated or buried. ONN's Eric Brown has more. Clinics who are being represented by the ACLU of Ohio argue in Hamilton County Court that the new law imposes a funeral ritual on every patient, regardless of religious or spiritual belief, removing their autonomy. A judge already stated the law once on grounds a lack of state rules made compliance impossible. Rules were finalized December 30th. The law replaces an earlier one that required aborted fetuses to be disposed of in a humane manner, but without defining the term humane. Eric Brown, ONN News. Republican Congressman Jim Jordan of Urbana in West Central Ohio, one of former President Donald Trump's closest allies in Congress, has rejected a request for an interview by the House panel investigating last year's Capitol insurrection. Angela Ann reports. In a combative letter sent to committee chairman Benny Thompson yesterday, Jordan says, quote, the American people are tired of Democrats' nonstop investigations and partisan witch hunts, unquote. Thompson told Jordan in a letter last month that the panel wants him to provide information surrounding his communications with Trump on January 6th last year and about Trump's efforts to challenge the results of the 2020 election. Angela Ann, ONN News. 
A judge has acquitted a certified nurse practitioner of involuntary manslaughter and other charges in connection with the death of a man four years ago at a Columbus nursing home, the second such acquittal since the indictment of seven workers at that facility. The Columbus Dispatch reports a Franklin County judge acquitted 55-year-old Kimberly Potter of Delaware on all charges last week. A defense attorney called it an ill-conceived prosecution from the very beginning. A jury in October acquitted a nursing home employee in the death at Whetstone Gardens and Care Center. The indictments alleged failure to treat serious wounds and falsification and forged signatures about treatment in a second case. An 18-year-old woman faces aggravated murder and other charges in connection with the fatal shooting of an off-duty Cleveland police officer during a carjacking. A grand jury in Cleveland handed down an indictment Friday against Tamara McCloyd of Garfield Heights. Officer Shane Bartek was shot in the back December 31st in the parking lot of a Cleveland apartment building and died at a hospital. Authorities say McCloyd admitted to killing Bartek. Her arraignment is Thursday. The 25-year-old Bartek became a Cleveland police officer in 2019. His funeral is scheduled for Tuesday in Middleburg Heights. A man is dead following a fatal fire in a high-rise apartment building in Cleveland early yesterday. Dave James has more. The fire happened on the 14th floor of the 15-story Riverview Tower, a Cleveland Metropolitan Housing Authority apartment complex in the Ohio City neighborhood. That's on the west side. The fire department says an elderly woman is in the hospital. Other residents of the building were checked for smoke inhalation. The fire broke out about 5.30 in the morning. Officials say it was brought under control about an hour and a half later. Crews are working to determine the cause. Dave James, ONN News. And in East Central Ohio, it looks like it may take some time for a historic building in Zanesville destroyed in a fire last week to be torn down. ONN's Eric Brown explains. Investigators are still looking into what caused the fire that destroyed the historic Masonic Temple in Zanesville last week. Officials are having a tough time finding someone to tear the building down because it is close to several other buildings. They're afraid if improperly done, the building could topple into another, causing even more damage. They add they cannot turn on the gas supply until the building is properly torn down, which could take some time. For this reason, several Muskingum County offices, including the county prosecutor's office, courthouse, and jail are moving to various locations until the gas is restored. Eric Brown, ONN News. Special thanks to affiliate stations WBNS-TV in Columbus, WKYC-TV in Cleveland, and WTOL-TV in Toledo for their contributions to today's newscast. I'm Daniel Barnett on the Ohio News Network. This has been the ONN Daily Podcast, a production of Radio Ohio Incorporated on the Ohio News Network.